it's time for the movie rating. Tonight's victim is actor Luke Shuck that plays in many films such as Friday 13th Vengeance, such as Lane 9, such as Z Nation, such as Beloved Beast, and countless others. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? It's been a crazy year, but it's been a good one. Uh, how is everything out? You've been safe? Everything good on your end? Oh, yeah. Everything's great, man. It's been a great 2019 so far. Tell us about uh, the, the latest project. Like, let's tell us a little bit. Uh, are, what are you allowed to talk about on, on Lane 9? That sounds interesting. Isn't this a uh, sci-fi or, or, or paranormal? Uh, it's a paranormal horror, um, and I'm really, Lane 9, it's something else, it's something else. It's uh, written, directed by uh, Jessica and Richard Valentine, who are dear friends of mine and a great, like, writing, directing duo, which is rare to see in this industry, you know, like, you know, a couple that writes and directs a film together, and they do it beautifully, and for any actor to be able to have two directors on set is a blessing. It's a horror, it's supernatural, and it's a period piece. So it takes place on Halloween night in 1979 in a, uh, at a bowling alley, and this transient evil actually possesses, takes over one of the lane. And so something happens on Halloween night where this guy comes in here and, like, kind of loses his mind a bit. And after all that, you know, takes place after all this this weird happening has occurred and there's two employees left. One of them is my character named Russell and the other one named Beth. She's kind of skeptical and she thinks something's going on with this lane. And it's one of those things where, she, you know, she's trying to tell me, hey, you know, something might be up with this lane, but I don't really buy into it and stuff. So it's kind of, it, it's a really fun, a fun movie. And the way they shot it is it's, it's done with lighting. It's done with a lot of cool things just to show this this force that has kind of taken over this uh, bowling alley. They really put a lot of effort into um, making it really look. I mean, you feel like you're in the '70s with the costumes, with everything. Like everything, like they made my hair look like I was one of the Bee Gees, man. Like I had this dope '70s hair, like hair, and like they just they did everything they could to make it just feel like it's in the '70s. And that's I think that's one reason that makes this film so much fun is because you feel like you are going back in time and kind of being part of this this different type of film. It, it, you don't expect that. You like you know when they pitched the idea to me, and I was like, that's such an interesting idea, like. Uh, a lane of a bowling alley is the, the thing that is like the antagonist and it, the way they do it is incredible with the music and the lighting and they're just amazing directors and writers and just like I'm so I'm so pumped to be part of this this, this short film uh, which is a proof of concept for a feature they are writing with the same title so hopefully you know hopefully that you know we can it does does good and we can kind of go and create the actual feature lane on oh very nice has this been like shopped around so far in terms of like festivals I mean has is it still in progress or, or like how many months or has it been taking this like a year for you we filmed it a few months ago we actually did it in one night this film i'm amazed we did it in one night because the bowling alley we went to the bowling alley when it was closed and had only enough time up until they opened and i'm amazed i'm amazed that we just we did what we did because it like this film the way you, when you see it you'll be like blown back by the fact that this film was done in like 13 14 hours but it's it's still in post they actually have a gofundme um, if you want to go to, anyone wants to go to gofundme and put in lane nine uh they're trying to raise some money for post stuff so hopefully here in a few months they're going to start submitting it to festivals and stuff and start shopping in their own and stuff and that's and that is one thing about what I've realized Washington film scene at the, the the horror scene at the moment Washington it's really just coming into its own with a lot of unique artists and writers that's very awesome so tell us a little bit about like Friday 13th Vengeance about your your part what you are allowed to say uh, in this film I know it's just about to wrap up and stuff I mean it's already becoming a, a big popular hit before it even gets finished Vengeance is something else man I, I cannot express how lucky I feel to be part of this it is like the new tagline they say it's more than a fan film and it's 
it is truly that. It is more than a fan film, and it's it's incredible. I play a guy named Robert Thompson, and I am a conspiracy theorist and a writer who's actually writing a book about everything that has happened at Forest Green. And then Angelica Jarvis, who's played by Kelly Tappan, a phenomenal actress, phenomenal actress. When Tommy Jarvis goes missing, I'm her one of her closest friends because I grew up with the Jarvis family, and I'm, like, really good friends with them. So she contacts me, and I'm the first person that, like, she calls... And then I come over, and then I, like, we start talking about that, you know, Tommy's missing and stuff, and then I know people because I've interviewed everyone in this town about the occurrence of Jason because I'm obsessed with Jason. Do we have an expectancy when this might be actually released to public? Uh, midsummer, what I've heard, hopefully midsummer, maybe later in the summer, but I, I know it's summer, and there's so many people attached to this. It was one thing for me as an actor to come in on this, and it just helped me up my game, because just being alongside greats like Steve Dash and C.J. Graham, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I didn't want to be the weak link. I had to, like, really just motivate me to do everything I could to make a character that stuck out in a movie with full of amazing characters. Do you think horror is really the best choice to get the, the kind of drama out of an actor? Call it elevated horror and stuff. Uh, you know, acting has been more prominent, but for a long time, I feel like acting kind of took the back burner on a lot of horror films. It wasn't like the main objective with a lot of horror films, but, you know, the fact that Jeremy not only wrote a Friday 13 a Friday 13th film that encompasses everything the fans love about the franchise, but he's added characters that have so much depth and arc. Character and Jason Brooks kills it. I mean, I, I honestly believe he will be considered one of the best Jasons after this comes out because he's amazing. You look at all these other franchise films, you look at especially the, the New Age ones. I call them New Age, New Age horror films. And when it comes to all these different new elements that they're adding to it, or uh, cheap thrills, but with a pretty bow wrapped around it these days. Yeah, no, and that's and that's it. It's it's, it's easy to kind of get lost in special effects or fluff or anything like that, and even lose sight of story and character development, um, and just have it be flashy or just have just a lot of blood and gore stuff jumping out at you. Uh, but really, to have to be able to give everything, give the fans everything they want, and then add characters that you are, you know, you just don't, you're not just waiting for them to die. You know, you see, you know, you see a lot of horror films, and you're just like, oh, I'm glad they died. Thank you. You're just waiting for them to be cannon fodder. And with this, it's like, you know, with vengeance, they've made characters where it's the, the audience are going to be truly related, like relate to them. And that's one reason why with Robert, my character, Jeremy and I talked about character a lot. And one thing that we talked about having a really uh, being a really cool idea is the fact that he's almost a fan himself like he grew up with these stories and so to have a character that it almost sees jason and tommy jarvis in the way that fans see jason and tommy like he grew up with these stories and he's obsessed with them and he loves them and he's writing a book about them and it's like what better in a fan film than to have a character with a fan to be like that's who i would be that is that's me you know what I mean? And it's like, I think it's I'm really proud to be, like, to be able to add what I can to it. You could really just have a fan, you could have a fan film and it's just kills, you know, and that's the thing. It's, it's blood, it's gore, it's kills, and it's it's one of those things where it's like, that will appease quite a few people and people will be happy with just having that, but that, you know, add more depth and actually add, add a lot of substance to it on top of giving that darker, gory or backbone. It, yeah, you know, it's a tricky thing to do, but I think Jeremy and the, the team have done it beautifully. Underacting and there's overacting, but do you think it's more difficult to stay in the middle without actually losing control of the character? Sometimes. I mean, yeah, and that, and that is the trickiest thing because with film acting, you could raise your eyebrow a little too high and you're overacting. You know what I mean? Or, you know, the, the underacting and overacting is so easy to do when you're film acting that it's a tough thing. And really, like, for me, it's a case-by-case situation with each, each character and the nuance, everything from their posture, their tone, their presence 
and it's it's really one of those things where yeah like i mean it it, it all depends you know yeah and presentation uh, yeah presentation is always every actor should think that's the most important key i mean either pre- presenting the character and, and acting the character and showing what the viewer the audience is is, is as far as like the whole storytelling is i mean you 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 got a big responsibility and you know the actors usually just do it straight through and they're actors that really put the tlc into this yeah no totally and that's and that's easy to do and you know a lot of people don't give the audience enough credit you know a lot of people don't go into it realizing that the audience is way smarter than a lot of people think they are when it comes to acting and what it means to observe truly authentic acting so sometimes yeah sometimes actors will go in there and memorize the lines a boat the best way they, they feel like they know how or been trained to and it doesn't come across authentic it comes across like they're being emotional but not human and it's one of those things where and the audience knows they might not be trained actors they might not you know have studied acting but they subconsciously know what's genuinely human or not because we're all human and we interact with each other all the time and we're just with acting you're just being human and a lot of times in a over in a crazy situation or an unrealistic situation but it's just really coming down to that making sure you bring a character and make it as human as possible in the given situation that the character is in yeah and then some actors will actually complain about like certain methods like oh well that's not really the best way or something but i mean everyone has their own way their own thing but if it sells for for, for that uh, actor i mean that, that's great that's great for you but i mean if you're dogging on other methods well maybe you know like i said it, it's not for everybody once that's in front of audience they're going to look at every single movement every single gesture every single face facial expression everything like you walk into a room i mean you better be doing something in that room aside from just talking face to you know straight through face to face to that character oh yeah no totally and that's the thing because like especially on the big screen everything it's right in front of you it's right there and so it's like it, it, you know like you go back to you know different methods different styles every actor has to do what they see fit and it's all subjective like you know it's all subjective when it comes to the actor and they just they have to do everything they can do to help them get to that place whatever it is you know even when you don't have lines that if you're on screen if you're not doing anything then it's just it's boring and it's dead and so so it's like, you know, the moments where you have nothing to say, but you still have to do something or convey emotion without saying a word or without, you know, doing a lot is truly, you know, I think some of the fun of acting is reacting. The kind of amount of reality, how much amount of reality should you actually put into the character as opposed to fantasy? Oh, yeah, good question, man. Um, that's, I think really that is depending on the character because a lot of characters, some characters you can put a lot of self-filter in. Like if there's like Robert, the character in Vengeance, I, I, I feel like I put a lot of myself into this character and a lot of my ideals and a lot of who I am into this character which was easy to do um, but then there's some characters where they're so kind of out there and so just uh, separated from anything you are it gives you a chance to even go a little different with it like you can you know, you know there is no self-filter because it's like you don't really relate to the character but at the same time that's even just as fun because you can really then truly create something that is completely separate from you yeah I think that's basically the wow factor in my opinion right there because once you do that I mean then you spark an interest to the audience when they're like oh Huh. Okay. I mean, depend. It doesn't matter what situation it is because when you do that, it's it's a pinpoint. That's that's where you start right there because it, it's almost like habit. It's almost like a little bit invisible meter, man. Because once you generate interest from the audience, they're like, oh, but you 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 know you don't want to raise it too high. You don't want to make it too low. Otherwise, it's just going to be boring. It's going to be uninteresting, and then they're just going to move on from the scene, or they might even get up from the, from the actual chair and just leave. Talking about keeping it interesting stuff, and it's like you can't. You have to. There has to be like the audience always wants to. You want to make them always wonder what are they thinking. What are they, even if you give them like give them everything the character has. You always hold a little bit back. Like Brando always said, if you give, feel like even a hundred percent, give eighty percent. 
because you always have to have leave that mystique, some kind of mystery behind the character's eyes, behind their their motives, or behind who they are. So the audience wants to know more. They like intrigued by the character and just like feel like, oh, I want to know more about this character. He's mysterious somehow. And I, I feel like, and there's so many things that uh, actors can do to just make a performance stand out more and just be more and more engaging for the audience. And we have a submitted question. Are you ready for this? Sure, yeah. All right, this one is from Alexi Angelino, and she, yeah, she, uh, she says, "What is your favorite role that you have played to date, and why?" I think Russell in Lane Nine it was a really fun character to play. He was, he's, he was like, he's because he's an employee at the bowling alley, and he's kind of, he thinks he's too cool for school, but he should probably quit years ago, but he didn't, and so he's just. He's a huge dork, but he doesn't think he is, and he's just a really great character. And then Robert Thompson. I mean, this this character in Vengeance has really grown on me, and I'm really like I'm sad to kind of like it's almost done with this character because I've put a lot into it, and I've seen him have gotten close. Like if you could say, and you know, it's gonna be a sad to sad to see him go. Go ahead and plug in anything that you want to plug in, any websites, anything that that has been released that you want to promote, or anything that you would like to promote promote in general, any dates and so forth. Yeah, um, so I have, like I mentioned, uh, Lane 9 um, is doing a GoFundMe. So, you know, anyone wants to help out with the post-production of Lane 9. Um, Honeymoon, which I am filming a couple days after I wrap Vengeance, is doing a Seed and Spark campaign, and that's another horror film that I'm super psyched about. You go to Seed and Spark and type in Honeymoon. Um, and then also, if anyone's going to Crypticon, May 3rd at 7 p.m., there will be a Friday the 13th Vengeance panel, which will have, I mean, you, I mean, it, it, like anyone that is for this movie needs to check that out. Unfortunately, I will not be there because I will be filming my next project, but there will be tons of cast and crew from this amazing film. And I think it, it, it's going to be great for anyone that um, is going to Crypticon. So definitely check that out on May 3rd at 7 p.m. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone wants to ever look at any of my re my reel or see any of my shorts, they can go to LukeShub.com. And I just want to give a shout-out uh, to my manager, Alexia Angelino, who is just a brilliant woman and has helped me a lot. And, yeah. And there you have it, everybody. That is actor Luke Shuck.